Hi, and welcome to Tech Talk Y'all Season 8, Episode 189. I'm Adam Walker. And I'm Sanjay Park. And as always, we have a ton, we have a ton of stories today, but we're going to fly through them. We're going to hit the high points. We're going to make it awesome. And listen, so much weird and wacky coming at you. Welcome it's just going to be amazing. Talk, I, I have a feeling, though, that we're not going to fly through some of these. I think we're going to dwell on some of these, or at least I'm going to dwell. We're going to hit the high points on some of these, and then we're going to go deep yeah. on other ones. That's going to be the goal for today. By the way, I, I don't know if the listeners care about this, but we've been talking about the fact that we're, we're in season eight for a while. When do we become season nine? We're going to do that on episode 200. Yeah, we're going to do it on episode soon. 200. Yeah, we'll, we'll convert then to, to season nine. It'll, we'll transform, you know, like Optimus we'll, Prime. We'll, it'll be the Optimus Prime season. It'll be the Optimus Prime season? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I didn't know season nine was Optimus Prime. I mean, uh, you season know. eight? I don't, I don't. Is that it, like Wolverine it, or something? Like it's, it, it's the COVID run, I guess. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's the monkey from pandemic. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. one. Yeah. So. That's it. Okay. Right, let's dive in. All right. So I'm not even going to give the overview today. Let's just dive right on in. So quote, Apple is eating our lunch. Google employees admit in lawsuit that the company made it nearly impossible for users to keep their location private. So we've talked about this before, how on Android phones, it's very difficult to turn off the location sharing settings and various apps and everything like that. Sanjay, how are you feeling about this one? Uh, yeah, we've been talking about this for a while, and it's good to know that they've admitted it, at least internally, that they are being jerks about this. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, like, no, not okay. Not okay at all. Yeah. And, you know, I, obviously, I still use an Android phone, but... Yep. Um, I'm not happy about the fact that it's so hard to block. It shouldn't be. Yeah, it, really it should be should easy. Turn be. off. Done. Press a button. You're good to go. Should be simple. Uh, you know, it is what it is. Speaking it, of it, things. Yeah, it, you know, it really oh. should be like one button that says yeah. like, turn off all the things. All Don't done. Me. Make it easy. There's no reason to make this hard. So speaking of oh, making way, it hard. Oh, go ahead. Know, uh, listeners should know that you're still going to be able to be tracked just by the fact that you have a phone. It just that's might true. not be Google that's tracking you. It might be your phone company. That's true. You. That's so true. So don't think that this is, and this is true for Apple phones as well. So don't think that this is a, a panacea that solving this then, then makes you all, you know, Mr. Spy guy, yeah. secret undercover agent dude. Well, um, I mean, it, it's not going to do that. It goes back to that whole like thing. Every, every time I'm watching a movie and somebody's like on the run, but they take a phone, their phone with them. I'm like, <laughs> what are you doing? Why would you do that? Get rid of yeah. that thing. You gotta so check note, that. Yeah. Note to all listeners, if you're going to go on the run, uh, d just don't don't take your phone. So, well, uh, yeah, there, you got to not take your phone and don't take the credit cards because yeah. when you're on the lamb, you got to do both of those. So uh, on the alternate uh, things that Apple are doing, uh, Apple is doing, um, they are asking their staff to return to the office three days a week starting in early September. Wah, this is kind wah, of a ongoing from the last episode. We talked about how. Many employees are saying that they would give up $30,000 to continue working from home. Yep. Um, yep. And, yep. But apparently Apple's going to have none of that. And so truth be told, I, I've been reading a bunch of articles about this stuff and there is some legitimate thoughts around this. Like I'm a yeah. big fan of company and organizational culture. And I really do think that that's one of the things that helps uh, startups succeed, right? When you have a very strong organizational and company culture, right? That helps you weather when things go bad and they will inevitably go bad. Yeah. Especially when you're a startup, it happens with yep. big companies too, but it's, yep. it's more dire with startups. It's easier to build those great cultures when you have everybody in the same room 
for multiple hours of a day, multiple times a week, right? And eh, so maybe I don't. I, I would push back against that a little bit. I'm so? not. I'm, yeah. I think it's it's connection. So it's not. Yeah. It, it's not physical connection. It's not physical proximity. It is. It is just connection in general and the meaningful connections you make during those interactions. And so I think you can have like you can build really solid cultures virtually if you're thoughtful and in, in, in innovative about it. Right. Um, but if you're not and you're just kind of a hermit, then it's different. I mean, I, I've, yeah. I, I mean, I've, I've seen that happen um, in all the virtual teams that I've led, actually, where I've built these like really great teams, great call and not big ones. Right. I've not built a huge company. So yeah. so maybe I'm speaking ignorantly in that regard. But I, I, I've seen amazing culture emerge from only virtual. So I think I, I think you have to re reshape that as a connection question rather than a face to face question, if that makes yeah. sense. So, yeah. So I got to admit, I don't know that I've ever actually really built a fully virtual team. Um, in the early days of my first startup, I had people that were remote and that was before we kind of yeah. knew that remote was a thing. Right. Um, but I, so the thing that I I struggle with is those little small day to day things that you miss out on. Right. Like uh, I happen to be watching you right now on here. I'm seeing you drink coffee. Yeah. Like there's all those like little nuances of things that people do all throughout the day that you might not necessarily get to know and capture right. uh, by doing things virtually. Whereas if you and I are sitting next to each other, like I'm going to get to know a lot of things about you all throughout the day. Like what kind of cookie is your favorite cookie or, you know, like yep. just the random things that are really the essence of being human that yeah. really you don't think about sharing on a, a video call or anything else like that. And I think yeah. that yeah, I get helps that. drive this closer connection. And as somebody that leads an organization, it helps um, enforce that, Hey, you are a part of this team and it makes it harder for that person to leave the team. Like you don't want to leave your friends. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah, it's, yeah. It's really yeah. hard no, to leave that. your friends, but if it's just a bunch of people you work with, man, that's really easy to well, jump ship and so, go. So one other suggestion, right. Is, and I, we used to do this with, with my startup years and years and years ago is have an open virtual line. I mean, like sit on, like not a meeting, yeah. not a Zoom meeting, but like have a dedicated monitor with like your people and like just talk and chat throughout the day and like, or do right. it for certain hours a day or something like that. Like, I think there's ways to build in those yeah. idiosyncrasies. Like, Adam, you're having a fourth coffee? Like, yes, I am. Thank you very much. <laughs> you know, like you can build that in without yeah. necessarily having to be in the same physical space. So yeah. uh, speaking yeah. of though, being in the physical space, the next article, employees are quitting instead of giving up working from home. So as as companies are, are moving forward bullishly towards office time, there are actually a lot of employees that are like, yeah, I'm not doing that. I'm good working from home. I'll go find something else. And I'm they're out. up yeah, and out. So I, I really do wonder if this is going to impact Apple, the previous yeah. story, yeah. making people come back to, to the office. Yeah. So I, I think the, the things that I just said, though, need to be tempered with kind of this new reality and what people expect. Mm -hmm. that, yeah, maybe you can drive a better company culture and, and be able to do it more easily with everybody in the same building at the same right. time. But that doesn't really help if they're all going to quit. So if they all quit. <laughs> you know, all your culture is gone anyway. It's time to start over. So, yeah, so I mean, it's you gotta just think yeah. about that. Yeah, mm. exactly. Uh, something that uh, is going to be shared, apparently, even uh, if you don't opt out. Well, even if unless you do opt out soon is. Amazon devices will start automatically sharing your internet with your neighbors. Mm. I am very concerned about this. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what it sounds like, at least initially, is 
just like those uh, Echo Dots and, and yep. those Amazon Alexa devices and things like that, that if your internet happens to go down, it will then grab onto the internet of your neighbors and use their bandwidth to keep functioning. Yeah, that seems problematic on so many levels. Like, for example, every single month now, I go, I exceed my bandwidth with usage and pay more money. So if like yeah. my neighbor like starts, you know, milking bandwidth off me, milking is probably not the right term, but siphoning bandwidth off me, like I'm just going to pay more money. Like, how is that? That's not a great idea. That doesn't work. Right. Right. And, so, and they, yeah. they position it like, hey, look, it's only 80 kilobits per second or something like that. Maximum usage. But like that could add up to real yeah. money at some point for some right. people. But um, and it's funny because I wasn't even thinking about the dollar side of it and the cost side of it uh, because I'm in the the ignorant land of unlimited no capped bandwidth over here. So I don't really, yeah, you are in the Um, dream zone and I kind of love it. But what I was thinking about was how, um, a lot of uh, enforcement activities are based off of IP address. Mm. And so if you start doing illegal things on the internet and it's using your neighbor's IP address, they're going to get the notice or they're going to get the, that's bad news too. Yeah. You. Yeah. Imagine all those Napster arrests happening now when this is happening. I mean, come right? on, you know? Exactly. I and wasn't streaming those songs. I don't even sure like that music. Let's go to the clinic. I don't even like the banjo. Leave me alone. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> so I mean, right now they're talking about it's only uh, Amazon devices, but yeah. you know it's only going to be minutes yeah. until somebody cracks the protocol. Oh, man. And then it's like, oh, now you can use this for every device Everybody. you have. Everybody. Yeah, so, that's right. Yeah. Mm. Uh, speaking of not great, Amazon refused to refund $7,000 after shipping an empty box instead of a Sony A1. So for those of you that don't know, a Sony A1 is a real super fancy uh, SLR camera. Okay, so high just, end. Just high end. end. And and so apparently this couple bought one on Amazon, get, gets <laughs> or, it. Or op- what they thought was one. Uh, yeah, uh, opens the box and it's just empty. And, and really what this plays into is kind of like that fear all the like what like what do you do like what do you like how do you prove that you didn't just take it and like stash it behind your couch and go oh the box is empty you know so like i don't i don't know but amazon i guess thought they were being fraud fraudulent and refused to refund their money and then i I didn't read the end of the article how did it end i I should i I mean they have some proof on their side right so the the camera itself weighs 3.2 pounds the package that was shipped was only two pounds. Oh, Obviously, come on. Something was amiss, right? Come on, like, Amazon. And, and I'm really surprised, actually, that this kind of error was not caught. Yeah, at, for real. At, at the warehouse, mm-hmm. right? Because they're shipping all of these things. Somebody needs to get on the horn with, with software development at Amazon and be like, okay, you already know how much it weighs because that's on the site. Yeah. And then you know what you're shipping and then you already know the things that you're shipping. If these things don't add up, then so maybe you th- should pause on that box because something is amiss. This right? data table entry should match or exceed this data table entry. Please proceed. Like, it's not that hard. Like, it's yeah, really and, not. And the other issue that they could actually help themselves solve is when they accidentally put a product into a box that does not belong right. in that box, right? Yeah. They accidentally ship you something that you didn't order, and now you just got something for free. Mm-hmm. Uh, that mm-hmm. Which does happen. Money. Mm-hmm. It does. It does definitely happen for sure. So um, talking about Amazon again, Amazon's going to stop testing most employees for weed. Uh, the one caveat there is any employee that's uh, um, under the jurisdiction of the Department of Transportation. So people that are 
or right. driving, right. we're still going to have Hope, to- Hopefully uh, also forklift lift operators. I'm thinking they probably shouldn't have, you know, but I mean, I'm just saying, you know. Maybe, yeah. You don't want I mean, him. You don't want him going Michael Scott on that thing. That's all I'm trying to say. So <laughs> I, I don't know. think he was high during that episode. It wasn't. Well, no, no. I, I mean, I think. I think. In all fairness, Michael Scott always him. behaved as if he was high. Like I think that's kind of like the lesson of the story, right? Is like that, that's probably you know, true. Yeah. That's, that's probably so. True. And if you don't know what we're talking um, about, you need to watch the TV show The Office mm-hmm. uh, from beginning to end. That's right. That's right. That, that but I will say about this, I really feel like. I mean, this. This is. I mean, it's all going this direction, right? Amazon's just one of the first big companies to say, oh, we're not going to worry about that anymore. I mean, everything's going this direction. So, okay. It just, I mean, yeah, yeah. That, that's all I got to say about it. I mean, it, so. and some of it is, uh, it makes them more competitive in terms of getting yeah, employees. Right? It does. All of these companies are having a hard time finding yep. employees. Um, even though our unemployment rate, uh, numbers just came out actually, but our unemployment rate is still like 5.8%. Right. So there's still a lot of people that need work out there, uh, but- Things like this make it more palatable for people to go and get these jobs. Yeah. Um, and they've been, you know, I see their ads all over the place where they talk about how the fact that they pay their employees $50 mm-hmm. for uh, yeah. minimum. Um, yeah. So I, I do like that. You know, I know we've talked about things that Amazon has done wrong, um, like we just did with the, with the box, which they did end up refunding eventually. But, um, you know, I think there are a lot of things that they do right yeah. as well. So, yeah. so good on them for that. All right, so our next story, United Airlines will buy 15 ultra-fast airplanes from startup Boom Supersonic. So first of all, um, I, I read I read another article about Boom, and the article made the joke that you always want to buy a plane from a company that's named after the sound of a plane exploding. Like, that's really, that's a great, that's always a great thing. So I, I think they're actually named after the sonic boom that is created when the I'm, plane goes. I'm sure sonic. that's the intent, but that's not the vision that I get when, when I hear that name. So I feel like that brand is a little off. That's all I'm trying to say. So, no, this yeah. is great. I mean, this is, this is you know, the, we had the Concorde. I think it was, it was uh, what, mothballed in the early 2000s. And now maybe we'll get back some supersonic air travel, you know, three and a half hours from New York to London sort of stuff. I mean, that's cool. I would yeah. try it out. I've never ridden so on a is, supersonic jet. That sounds this great. This is an early, I've never ridden on a supersonic either, but um, this is an early stage startup, a relatively early stage. It's been around since 2014, so mm-hmm. seven years. Um, I feel like I have seen this startup around and raising money and I, I'm clearly an idiot because I should have invested money in this startup because it sounds like things potentially might go really, really well. They might go boom. (laughs) I'm going to take that as the good kind of boom (laughs) and not the bad kind of boom. As you might've heard, Sanjay and I have a new project called Together Letters. So this episode is brought to you by Together Letters. The idea is simple. Everyone has email. No one wants to log in to another thing, but everyone wants to stay connected. Together Letters uses email to create a collaborative newsletter, keeping groups better connected. Sign up today at togetherletters.com. Next up, we've got Walmart accidentally unveiling their own bargain price uh, streaming stick and 4K player. Yeah. Uh, they were not ready to announce this, but they nope. published it on their website. And, they, and that's, the, that's the best way to announce something accidentally. You know, it's like, let's no just put this fare, on no the most. Law, just put it up there. Let's just put it on the most public space we have available to us, you know, to the whole world. And hopefully nobody will notice. And so, they like, just um, like, yeah. 
Well, yeah, yeah. no bigs. What, what I really want to know is who is scouring Walmart's website enough <laughs> to notice when something like this goes up? Like, who does? Are there are there are there programs out there for this? Like, what? There's got to be, right? Because I, I hope no yeah. human being is doing that. That sounds I miserable. No. Like, yeah, I, I, I don't regularly go to, to retail sites being like, what streaming sticks do they have today? Yeah, I don't either. Yeah. But I mean, this looks cool, right? It's going to compete with uh, with Google and, and some of the other ones. It's like, what, 25 bucks, well, something yeah. like that. Um, so cool. Props to Walmart, I guess. Right. Yeah, um, they, they kind of mentioned that it seems ridiculously low priced. Twenty four eighty eight. Oh, uh, yeah. All we'll right. see if that sticks. All right. So. Uh, We'll so see. listen, Sanjay, for this next article, you got to remind me, how do you pronounce the cell phone company's name again? Is it Xiaomi? Z- Z- what is that? Oh, I forgot now. Oh, man, I was really hoping you had it. All right. So X-A-I-X-I-A-O-M-I. Well, anyway, it so says listeners, it can, if you want to know how to how to say it, go back and find whatever episode, whatever that episode was, that was or just Google it. Uh, but anyway, there, it says they can now chart fully charge their phone in eight minutes at 200 watts, right? Yeah. That's so crazy. Yeah. So I did some math because okay. you knew I was going to, right? Yeah. Well, uh, it's a given uh, yeah. on this to figure out uh, the efficiency. So mm-hmm. we also do wireless charging. And uh, based on the numbers they had, it looks like wireless charging is about 12 and a half percent less efficient okay. than wired charging. Yeah. So that's something you should always know, right? Like anytime yep. you try to do something wireless charging, you know, it's going to be less efficient. So yep. just think about that because there's an impact to the environment by you yep. doing that, right? Because there's wasted energy there. Uh, but I also did the math. If you charge your phone uh, eight minutes a day, that's what they're saying would take to fully charge your phone okay. every day for a year. Mm-hmm. It would cost about a dollar and 30 cents on the which, wireless charging it would cost an no, no, extra no, on the wire on the wired charging. Oh, okay. Got it. Okay. So eight wow. minutes and you're done. Buck 30 in a day. In that's a year. pretty good. That's, that's not bad, right? That's uh, pretty like, good. I don't think I've ever done the math for my regular phone now. That's not super. Oh man. Now I'm, but... now I'm just disappointed. I mean, come on. Like, what are you doing? I, I'll have to get my power meter thing <laughs> out and, and measure it and figure out how much we're spending and do that math. Uh, talking about somebody that's that's not spending and is instead swimming in money. Uh, Wikipedia is swimming in money, and they're still begging people to donate. And they apparently just rolled out uh, kind of these beg banners in India. Hmm. But they have hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah, that doesn't. And they're just about to. Ro- they are rolling out a for-profit. I feel like we talked about this, didn't we? Yeah, I think we did. A yeah, for-profit arm to to make even more money. So. Why? 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 I don't. I don't get it. Well, I, and I, aren't there aren't there certain criteria for a nonprofit? You can only have certain amount of cash on hand based on your size or something. Like, isn't there? No. Is there? There's nope. not. No. I mean, the oh, definition okay. of nonprofit basically means that nobody owns the company. So no so one person is pocketing all the cash. So you can't Got benefit it. directly from that. That yeah. doesn't mean you can't get a big salary out of it, though. Oh, man, right? there's so, some big I mean, nonprofit salaries out there for years sure. Years and years ago, there was a big hoopla mm-hmm. about, I think it was Elizabeth Dole, Bob Dole's wife, if mm-hmm. you remember Bob Dole, mm-hmm. um, former senator and presidential candidate one year. Sounds about right, yeah. Um, she was making hundreds of millions of dollars as the head of the Red Cross, I think. Oh, my. It was like a million dollars or over a million dollars a year. It was a lot of money. Wow. That's And people were like, wait, it's a nonprofit. And it's like, yeah, it is a nonprofit. That doesn't mean somebody doesn't make a lot of money. Yeah, that's uh, true. Yeah, that's true. And so I think that's the same thing here. So people mm. are a 
little bit upset about this. Yeah, I would be too. Definitely concerning. So we'll, well see what happens. Speaking of making a lot of money, Stack Overflow sold to tech giant Process for $1.8 billion. So I love Stack Overflow. Not a not profit, nonprofit, no, or a total all in for profit. Yep. I tagged this article because. I am now a little bit worried about my ability to write code because if Stack Overflow goes away, for real, I don't know how I'm gonna write code. Stack anymore. Overflow is like like <laughs> the, 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 like everybody that's a hack coder anywhere is like on Stack Overflow all the time learning. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm I'm on there all the time learning how to do stuff. When I'm like putting together like a little bootstrap website that should be easy for any fourth grader, like Stack Overflow is my champion helping me make sure I don't do it wrong. So yeah, yeah. I, I really kind of feel like Stack Overflow needs to be a nonprofit. For real. And, and then perpetually available for everyone because otherwise uh, civilization might come to a, a <laughs> grinding halt and our, they'll be like, well, I don't understand what happened in the early 21st century. They were on this huge trajectory of higher and higher productivity, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, they just went caveman. It just went down. It just cave went down. Woman, cave people, and and nothing happened. And they were yeah. back to using like rocks and sticks and, and trying to <laughs> light fires. What happened? Oh, we're gonna overflow we're gonna go back down. to That's some super old coding practices. We're gonna have to use tables and uh, all the all the fun stuff. So punch uh, cards. Yeah. Like oh, that. there you go. Some punch card programming. <laughs> I like that a lot. So. <laughs> so. Yeah, so talking about uh, what's not punch code uh, programming, Spotify wants to make uh, the yearly wrapped experience more than a once a year thing. Dude, I love this. Yeah. I love this. I love getting that like wrapped into the year. Your favorite song of the year was this. Your favorite art, you played this the most. You played, it's like you played uh, like 175 artists from uh, from whatever, how many, ever many countries. Like it's fascinating. And, and yeah. what's most fascinating is like when, a really weird artist pops up because my kids have been listening to my Spotify in there. So it's like, I don't want to share this on social because I really don't want people to think that I'm a big fan of like the VeggieTales soundtrack so much, yeah. you know, but you know, it is what it you, is. You don't so. have them have their, their own. Well, accounts? that's the thing I do. I've got a family account and I've got them all signed in different places, but for some reason, uh, one of our sort of family, you know, devices like the Google home or whatever ends uh -huh. up defaulting back to my account, even though I've changed it. So I don't, I don't know what's going on there. I got to, I got to relook at it again um yeah. because like my my daughter will go and play like high school musical soundtrack on there and then and then in my in my you know recommendations list it's got high school musical no, no stop that no i'm not Don't a teeny bopper yeah i'm not I, a teeny say, bopper i so. i stumbled upon this feature the other day and i actually really liked it i think i missed the wrapped thing uh -huh. we talked about that a while ago uh but uh, i looked at this and there was one feature that i really liked it said only you would play this artist after this artist. So I think they actually did the analysis of what songs or what artists you played after each other and made and found the one that nobody else what? played that order. No, I got to go look like, that up right after this. That's kind of awesome. That's what were the like artists? That's what they did. Maybe they just made it all up. But what, it's what, were, feel what were the artists? Was it like Snoop Dogg and Bob Dylan or something like some nice no, juxtaposition funny, there? Uh, I think it was like Dr. Dre after somebody else. And I <laughs> who the other one it was like something totally not hip hop rap. Willie Nelson, uh, Dr. Dre. That's what it was for sure. That, <laughs> I know you. That's what it was. I, I, I don't. 
I think you can look up my Spotify profile. I've never played any Willie Nelson. I, I mean, don't know if I believe that. So uh, <laughs> anyway, anyway, moving on. Speaking of something that you might not believe either, a rural urban broadband divide, but not the one you think of. And so uh, this whole article is about how there are actually a lot of people in urban areas that do not have broadband. Because when we think of it, we always, even the maps that we looked at earlier on the show, it shows, you know, way out in these country areas, there's no broadband. And we're like, oh man, that's such a big deal. But there are actually, because there's so much of a population concentration in urban areas, there are huge populations in urban areas that don't have broadband. Yeah. And that is a yeah. major, major problem. So, so yeah, the numbers are um, 13.6 million in urban areas don't have broadband. And that's three times, almost as three times as big as the 4.6 million rural households that don't have broadband. But in reading this article, I had to push back on something. Okay. I, I think it's a little bit of a mistake to say that the demand or, or the issue is more exacerbated in urban areas than in rural, because the challenge that you have in rural areas is you can't get places very quickly. Mm, right. Like yeah. you're in rural wherever. Right. And the amount of time that it's going to take you to get to someplace to be able to deal with it or to get access to the internet or do anything else like that is a long time potentially. Whereas it's true. in an urban area, you potentially have access. You might not have it access in your house. Yeah. But nearby you might have access. And your ability to do things is a lot more increased yeah. by the fact that you live in an urban area versus a rural I mean, area. Plus so I think the need still remains higher in rural, yeah. even if the number of people is lower. Plus in the urban areas, like you have more access to Alexas that are going to share other people's internet with you. So See? like you're exactly. good to go. <laughs> you're on the farm in Montana. Whose internet access are you going to steal from? Right. Nobody's nobody nearby. Nobody's the cow's See? internet access. That's who's. Yeah. See, Amazon's doing things for the rural or for the urban, not for the rural. So see, there you go. That's not good. Uh, and then the final thing that uh, final real story we've got here um, is about a, a bubble popping. And you knew this was going to happen. Yeah, we did. Um, the NFT market bubble has popped and we've got the charts to prove it. Yep. Uh, this is is fascinating. Um, it uh, is kind of shocking. They talk about May mm -hmm. 3rd being the highest day of NFT sales. It was 102 million, million with an M, sold in one day. Dang. The week prior to doing this research was 19.4 million in the entire week. Mm. And they also showed that sports NFTs are becoming more popular. Yeah, I mean, I saw that coming. The sports NFTs just have a different kind of value. It's more like collecting baseball cards or something like that. Like that, that actually makes some degree of sense to me as opposed to, you know, just other NFT stuff. So, yeah. yeah. But, uh, so there's a story in weird and wacky and in the thread, we'll talk about it in a minute, but in the thread, there's this tweet of a TikTok video of a girl <laughs> explaining a woman explaining what NFTs are. She says, yeah. she goes, I don't think I understand what NFTs are, but I think, uh, this is what I think they are. And she goes on to explain this. And basically she says, uh, NFTs are a way for you to pretend that you own something and make it so that other people can't pretend that they also own that same thing. <laughs> yeah. And, and you pay a lot of money so that you're the only person that can pretend to own that thing. <laughs> yeah. Which, truth is, be told, is about right. Kind of sounds right. That's about right. Yeah. It, yeah. That feels about right. I mean, I can go and watch all the same sports clips that somebody can pay $10,000 to own. I don't. 
I don't get the difference. There's, I mean, I get it, but I don't get it. So yeah, it'd be different yeah. if you were somebody like Getty and yeah. you own the clip and then you make yeah. money on every time that clip is used. For sure. Uh, when you own the That's NFT, the dream. you don't get to own Mm-mm. anything. Nothing. Yeah. Time for the Weird and Wacky segment. Abominable Snowman. Oh, not an axe <laughs> One of the TAs turned out to be a bot. All right. So our first Weird and Wacky article, a movie written by an algorithm turns out to be hilarious and intense. So here's the thing. You know, you know, the 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 algorithm, the A.I., that you know, you, you you tap like the middle thing in your in your keyboard on your phone, and then it suggests the next word. It suggests the next word, and you know, there's a lot of these on Facebook or whatever. Like, hey, you know, tap tap and, and share your first ten words. Is this really funny line? Well, basically, they took a similar algorithm or, or AI to that, and they decided to have it write a movie. So they fed it a ton of sci-fi stuff, including like Transformers and all this, all these movies, and then they they kind of started like I gave I guess gave it like a little starter. And then it wrote like a nine minute script. And then they actually got some like real actors, including the main actor from Silicon Valley and enacted this whole thing out. And it's awful, like beyond it's really bad and, 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 and hard to watch. It doesn't make any sense. And like, it's not even normally. And so, so on the one hand, we've had, we've seen AIs that have like written articles that you and I read and were like, Oh my gosh, that was really convincing. This was not, this made me feel like we're a good ways off from Skynet. And I feel really good about that though. In the article, it did mention that the AI named itself Benjamin. And I'm not sure how I feel about AIs naming themselves anything. So that was sort of strange, but I mean, what are your, yeah. what are your thoughts on this? Well, I mean, we do know Jimmy, the AI, so I mean, there is that, there is there that is Jimmy. The yeah. AI. Right. Yeah. Well, um, <clears throat> I'm not that worried about AI taking over the movie business. Oh man. So bad. Like, can you imagine AI writing a movie like the sixth sense? Yeah. Right. It was such a great movie because it came out of nowhere. They would, well, they would, they would, the AI would ruin it in the first scene. He'd be like, I can't see you because I'm dead. And then like, that's the end of the movie. Like that's (laughs) That's the whole whole movie's over now. So exactly. Yeah. Uh, We we should have done a spoiler alert on that. that Oh yeah. You haven't seen the success in the last 20 years. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, it, it just wasn't very good uh, at all. It, it, It was funny to watch. I enjoyed about half of it and then I was all done. So Yeah, I I didn't watch any of it. Uh, But the thing I am watching is the UK police. uh, Apparently, they thought they were raiding a marijuana farm. And instead, they found an illegally powered Bitcoin mine. Yeah. So this is funny. Uh, So I I, I did not learn this until until relatively recently. But apparently, one of the ways that police find marijuana farms is that they use an abundance of power and water. Right. Uh, Like just a ton for grow lights. Yeah, for grow lights. Grow lights to, yeah. to you know keep uh, light on these plants to, mm-hmm. to make them grow. Yeah. And the water obviously because they're plants. Right. So right. So go. so the UK police found a place it's like oh tons of ton, you know energy spikes obviously it's a grow farm and they get there no it's not a grow farm it's 100 computers that are mining uh cryptocurrencies. So and, and they were stealing electricity to do it. So yeah. There you go. Yeah. So mining bitcoin not illegal. Stealing electricity to do it is little illegal. illegal. A little yeah, bit illegal. A little bit, little yeah. bit illegal. Mm-hmm. Or, or a lot of bit illegal, depending on how much you steal, I suppose. Yeah, it's crazy. Crazy. Speaking yeah. of uh, another crazy, I mean, we're like, we're weird and wacky to the max today. So trials begin on a lozenge that rebuilds 
tooth enamel. So you heard me right. If your teeth are, you know, getting a little thin on the enamel side, just be able to suck on a lozenge apparently and rebuild yep. enamel, which is just crazy terrifying. I don't even know how I feel about this. I, I read this and I was like, this is so awesome. So it's nuts. You, you take one lozenge a day yeah. to maintain your enamel. Right. If you need to rebuild it. Two lozenges a day will help rebuild. And, it, the, and it's, it's micrometers. Yeah. Like micro attaches. Yeah. Yeah. That it'll add on. So it'll take a while to add the enamel back. Right. But I mean, this will hit all of us as we get older, right? Oh yeah, as man. As you get older, your enamel does wear out mm -hmm. and it causes issues. Yep. Technology and science is amazing. Uh, we're Look. just going to give you a lozenge. No, like that gross uh, stuff yeah. that they make you do at the dentist to do impressions. Like down, and, like, yeah. Oh, no, oh. Uh, just that's the worst. You're, yeah. It's all good. Just, it kind of reminds me of there's this there's this car wash product that I use uh, if I wash our cars, and and you're supposed to it's a wax and you leave the car wet and then you uh -huh. spray this you just mist this spray on it like it's like like you're doing it like it's magic like it's not doing anything i feel like <laughs> like like literally you just mist the spray like barely squirted it on the car it's like when you do cologne and then you walk through yeah. it and that's supposed to attach yeah, it's, yeah. yeah it's like that okay. and then and then you're supposed to take your pressure washer and just blast it and it does something where it like it like the the right chemicals in it adhere to the paint and then it washes the rest off anyway it's nuts but when you're all done like the car's smooth like it's been waxed like it's crazy so i, I don't know so it I don't, works it works yeah it it's it but it seems it seems completely stupid because like i've got a wet car now i'm gonna mist this spray barely on it then i'm gonna blast it with a pressure washer and somehow magically it's gonna be waxed at the end of that like that's just it's just nuts so, so. like literally a pressure washer like, like yes you use to, to do your sidewalk yeah stuff. literally yeah on it's, your car? How does that not like rip the car? Well, it's a, it's a special attachment, so it's not oh. so hard. It's not like there's the there's the the concrete pressure washers, and then there's the like little wimpy electric car wash pressure I washers. See. see, so but so still, like, it's like a water pick more than a. It's water still got some pressure. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. It's got some, it'll 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 kick out pretty good. I wouldn't put it in anybody's face. You know what I'm saying? So <clears throat> anyway, so uh, all right. So next article su suspended. 115 feet in the air, the world's first floating pool is unveiled in London. And not only is it floating, it's suspended above between two buildings. Yep. And it's completely transparent. So you yep. can see everybody swimming up there, which feels to me like kind of creepy. I'm not going to lie. Like, it just feels real creepy to me. Am I wrong? I feel like there's some dude with a telephoto lens just creeping. Taking like, pictures? It just, yeah, it just feels creepy. Love. Yeah. Yeah. So I got to ask you, would you swim on this thing? Oh, that's a good or question. Uh, yeah, I probably would. It, it, at least briefly, I probably would. Yeah. Um, I mean, it looks terrifying, honestly, but like yeah. it's I, terrifying in the same way that like when you go up to whatever the whatever the tower is that used to be the Sears Tower and they've got like that glass box and you step out on the glass floor and yeah, like nope, you look nope. like mm -hmm. I'll do that. Uh -huh. Nope. nope. Yeah. I mean, uh -huh. so you need to do that. Nope. Yeah, nope, I, I'll not, do that. So I would nope. probably swim in it. I would swim in it before I would go in like an AI powered drone like we've talked about, I think. So, I mean, if, <laughs> as far as yeah. things I'm willing to risk, I think that's a pretty light I'm, one. I'm so. not I'm not swimming in this thing. Like, I don't know. That's not like how is that better than swimming in a regular pool? 
Oh, it's not. It's just it's just a unique, weird experience. And then you can like swim and have goggles on and like look down at the street and be terrified. And then I also I also wonder like what happens when this pool gets green? Like it's gonna look real gross in between those two buildings, you know? Like there's like there's all these other you know problems that arise with this. It's just yeah. crazy. So with my luck, as I'm I'm swimming through this, like a, a bird is gonna like start pecking like a woodpecker or something. Yeah. I've, I've, we've been having a woodpecker on our house. I don't feel very, like woodpeckers go after glass that much. It doesn't. If I was in the pool, it would. <laughs> and, then, and then it would crack the glass and the whole thing would come down. Got it. And then okay. Like, oh, it was good until that woodpecker killed this guy. I think, I, I think the, there. I think the storyline there is it was good until Sanjay got it. I think that's actually the storyline there. So yeah, probably so. <laughs> uh, and uh, last thing, uh, something that a woodpecker can't peck on uh, an Italian artist, Salvatore Garau sells a invisible sculpture for $18,000. And by the way, shout out to Tech Talk Y'all listener Drew Hawkins for sending this article over. Apparently, this artist, I'm using quotes for that, has sold an invisible sculpture that exists in his mind for $18,000. So a certificate of authenticity, though. This feels a lot like an NFT, first of all. And second of all, this person should not be referred to as an Italian artist. Possibly insert the word con Con, in front of there. Like, come on, man. It's literally a stand with nothing on it. Like for 18 grand. Like here, you can have a stand with nothing on it. Or you can have this nice used car. You know, like, come on. Like, just, well, I mean, it might be a really nice table for 18 grand. So maybe you bought it <laughs> as a table. It better right? be real fancy and feed me dinner for 18 grand. That's all I'm trying to say. <laughs> that table got a hand feed me. So, I mean, maybe, maybe. I think they talk about the, um, we had previously talked about this too, the, the banana that was duct taped to the, to yep. the wall, that yep. thing. They talk about that too. I feel like there is a level of absurdity that's happening in the art market. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I don't understand. Well, is I feel like they're just laundering money. Is that all that's going on here? Or may, maybe it is. Happening? I mean, I feel like sort of Banksy started pushing these boundaries with like his, you know, his painting that auto destructed and like, but, the, but in, yeah. in a sense, like I can still see that as art and Banksy stuff is still legitimately art he has a message with all yeah, of his art yeah like like there's an actual thing there an invisible sculpture an invisible sculpture the has message? the messages the messages y'all are all stupid like that's the message like all of you are dumb that's the message i, I, I think I this goes along with the the fall of humanity into cave people times <laughs> Uh, along in with Stack Overflow in went Skynet. away it's... and then people started selling invisible sculptures and then humanity was doomed all right sanjay what is your tech wreck for us today so uh yeah this is actually kind of tech but not really tech it lets you use tech it's tech enabled uh, tech enabler tech enabler Um, that's it yeah. yeah it's it's a laptop bed tray desk now we've had a couple of these um and nothing has been really that great but I got to tell you, this one is pretty fantastic. It, it works really well. Really? Um, it's uh, It's got adjustable legs. Mm-hmm. Uh, it tilts. It's got a little slide out tray, a place for you to put your phone and keep it propped up and use. I've used this in bed. I've used this sitting on the sofa. It actually works really, really well. And okay. I mean, not too terribly expensive. I think um, 
we might have paid a little bit less than what uh, what it's uh, selling for right now on Amazon, right. which is right around a hundred bucks. Yep. But uh, it's well built and it collapses down when you don't need to use it. So the legs fold in and everything. So it gets pretty small. So um, instead of uh, kind of propping your laptop on a pillow on your lap while you're sitting on the sofa, or if you happen to be incapacitated in some sort and need to be in bed and you know, you're sick or, or, or whatever yeah. it is and you want to keep working, uh, this is a good buy. So what I'm hearing you say is when I'm Slack messaging with you, there's a distinct possibility that you're on your laptop lying in bed like a slacker. That's what I'm hearing you say. Is that? Uh, I, I think there's probably a higher than a good probability. <laughs> it's probably a high probability. Uh, no, actually, I, I don't use it that, that often. I'm anymore, just but, messing with but you. Every now, I will say every yeah. now and again, uh, if, if the house is busy, uh, I will go up to our bedroom. Uh, yeah. If I don't feel like being in the office, go up to our bedroom, sit in bed, use this, and uh, have the TV on and and work. Uh, That's work great. In the bedroom. It's That's really great. Nice. What it do? Hmm. Yeah. Okay. What about you, Adam? What do you got for us this week? I'm going to recommend a website called findareddit.com. And the beauty of this website is that it helps you find all the different subreddits that you'd ever want. They're all categorized and tagged. And it's just easier to sort of, it's honestly just easier to use than. Reddit is, oddly enough, to go through and find kind of interesting threads of communication that you might want to participate in. So uh, I stumbled across it. I thought it was a pretty good uh, tech wreck, and that's what I'm going to recommend today. And I think you found something on it, right? Yeah, exactly. I, I saw that you were going to recommend this, and I started playing around with it, and I found the uh, uh, the startup uh, subreddit. Yeah, and I ended up posting about uh, together letters on yeah. there mm -hmm. uh, to get feedback from people and and to get uh, people aware about what we're doing. So, and we've had I think one person already comment uh, about uh, together letters and ask some questions about it. So that's great. And they were good comments. They they were good questions and some things that we need to address in what we're doing. Yeah, so, uh, that's great. I love this site. It's great. I mean, you yeah. can find because. There's like a bazillion subreddits. In so there. many yeah, subreddits. It's, it's hard, hard to, to find. What's yeah, going on it really is. So, yeah, that's right. Somebody that's categorized great. all this. Exactly. All right, Sanjay, how can our listeners find and connect with you? Uh, they can find me on Twitter at, at Sanjay. That's S-A-N-J-A-Y or SanjayParik.com. What about you, Adam? They can find me on Twitter at AJ Walker or on my website at AdamJWalker.com where I link out to all of the different things so just find me there you just, can also just random things not even related yeah. to you just yeah to some stuff yeah well i mean it's very much like uh, a tech talk y'all you know episode That's where it's just, it's just a bunch of random craziness basically all the time so you're like um, uh the, the 2021 version of yahoo's directory from when they started there you go. You can just That's go to your it. site and then there's just random links. So yeah, but there's not going to be there's not going to be a payout like Yahoo's original directory was. Uh, uh, unfortunately, yeah, not, not that kind of payout. But, you know, I mean, maybe one day. Not about that. Dun, dun, dun.